So the first passage I want us to read just to kind of like get ourselves like in the mindset of like talking about like money and like looking at that with a biblical worldview is Matthew 6, 19 through 21 and then 24. So let's turn there. Okay. Elise, can you read 19 through 21 of Matthew 6? Uh, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Cool. And then, Julia, can you read verse 24? What chapter? Matthew 6. Oh, I'm in the wrong... <laughs> Are you in the wrong gospel? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god okay so these these two passages they kind of talk about like where treasure should be and then it kind of ends with you cannot serve god and money so what we're going to focus on today is since we can't serve god and money how do we serve god with our money um so the first thing we have to realize is that it isn't actually our money it's God's money. And so we're looking at how do we serve God with God's money that he has given to us. Um, so before we look at some verses with that, I just wanted to ask you guys, has there ever been a time where you or your family has been greatly blessed by someone else's generosity? And, like, do you have any, like, stories about that? Like, there was this one time where someone gave a lot to us and it was really helpful or something like that. Uh, my mentor bought my first guitar. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. And, like, that's done a lot for you. Like, that's been... Oh, yeah. A, yeah, that started everything. Yeah. That's super cool. Anybody else have a story? Someone just being really generous and... Also, one for me is... Um, at our old house, I forget about this all the time, but at our old house, our basement flooded and, like, just totally, like, destroyed, like, everything in our basement. Um, and we were, like, trying to figure out, like, if we were going to fix it, like, if we were going to put new carpet in and repaint it. And then one of my dad's friends who, like, owns a construction business said they would just, like, do it for us. And we were, like, that's crazy. And I remember, like, our parents telling us and they were just, like, my dad was, like, crying <laughs> and he was just like it's just like so cool like the people just like do that you know like and you can see like the lord in that too because just to see him providing through other people um anybody else have one you want to share they can think of so basically all i want to do with that is just for us to kind of like look at there, I, even if you didn't say something, I'm sure you can think of some time in your life when someone has been really generous to you or really you have seen, like, the Lord working through someone in their generosity, and that's what we want to be to other people. Um, we want to be able to bless people with, God has, with what God has provided us. So um, we just said that everything that we have belongs to the Lord. So um, we're going to look at Psalms 24.1 which just kind of says this again. So, uh, Bethany, can you read it? Psalms 24, 1. Mm-hmm. 
the earth is okay. Let me start over. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Yeah. So the earth is the Lord's and everything that is on this earth also belongs to the Lord. So that includes our money. So if God owns all the money there is to the world, that means we're like the managers. So we are like managing God's money. And there's a lot of topics about money that we could talk about. There's like, okay, what should we save? Like, is debt okay? Like, what should we lend to people? Like, should we buy this car? Should we buy this thing? Like, but I'm going to focus on mainly um, what our giving should be like and then some just like overall principles um, about money because I'm definitely not a financial advisor. Um, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so when you think about like giving an offering or like tithing like what mental picture comes to your mind like what do you think of when you think about like giving or like tithing i think about like a commitment mm. trying to continue to tithe mm. mm-hmm. what else like in my mind like whenever someone says like offering or like tithing or something i picture like the basket And, like, people putting their money in the basket and, like, passing it on. Um, Anything else? So, it's definitely something that we've all heard of, right? Like, we talk about tithing. We talk about giving. um, But, like, why do we do it? And, like, how much should we give? And, like, how should we do it? Um... So first, let's look at how should we be giving. So I'm going to give a couple of verses out. Cece, can you look at 2 Corinthians 9-7? And then Delaney, can you look at Matthew 6-2? And then uh, Maddie, can you look at 1 Corinthians 13-3? And then Julia, can you look at Mark 12, 41-44? And so these four verses are going to, we're going to look at, like, how we should be giving. Um, yeah. So once we're all there, I'll, we'll have to start reading. Okay, Cece, you want to read yours? Second Corinthians 9-7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, so how does this verse say that we should give? If you had to say it in one word. Cheerfully. cheerfully. Yeah. So giving cheerfully. Um, and it said like unreluctantly too. Um, and it's like each person has to decide. So like in the Old Testament, everyone had to give like tithe, like giving a tithe meant 10%, right? So in the Old Testament, that was like the law, like you give 10%. Um, but now there's no, there's nothing in the New Testament that says like, Ten percent is the number. I think a lot of people like give different amounts. I think ten percent is still like, a good like standard that we can go by if we're not really sure like if we should like if we should give more or whatever. But as long as we're giving cheerfully, unreluctantly, and like prayerfully, like if if we've decided um, if we've been praying, we're like okay, well I think fifteen percent or twelve percent or ten percent or. Um, that's often how we can kind of determine what to give. Um, Matthew 6, 2. Was that yours? Yep. Okay. 
So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So how does this one say we should give, if you had to say in one word? Secretly. Secretly, or you could say humbly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Secretly sounds like you're like, come here. <laughs> you like put your mask on and you're like, take the money. <laughs> like like wearing a black. Yeah. Yeah. What? Reverse rubber. Reverse rubber. I'm a good rubber. Yeah. So secretly, yeah. So, but I think with the secretly, like, sometimes secretly has like a weird connotation, like take the money. But I guess it means like, um, just like, not, not in any like kind of showy way. It's humbly like, this is for you. I thought quietly. Too. Yeah, quietly. Yeah, it's good. Humbly, quietly. Um, and this is important because that all like all of that points back to our heart, right? So if we're if we're if we're like, hey everybody, like look at this widow I'm giving five dollars to. Like obviously we're not doing it for the Lord. We're doing it for ourselves. So giving humbly, just like keeps us in check into like why we're giving and yeah um maddie can you read first corinthians thirteen three? and if i give away all my possessions and if i give over my body in order to boast but do not have love yeah so how does this one say we should give lovingly yeah so with love um knowing that we can you know, give away whatever. But if we don't do it, actually caring about the person, actually caring about like what we're giving, it doesn't really mean anything. So so if, so far we have cheerfully, humbly, and lovingly. Um, and then Julia, Mark twelve forty one through forty four. Yeah. So, I don't know if you could put it in one word, but maybe like one or two words. How would you say this passage says to give? Selflessly. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. So selflessly. Um, so, because like this, the widow in this story, like she gave humbly, right? Because she wasn't like trying to show everyone like she was unlike the other people who were like putting in large sums like oh look at me um she was like putting in what she had um and to jesus that was so much greater than the large sums of money that the other people were giving so yeah selflessly she was she was she was almost giving what she didn't have i think um she probably was like barely scraping by and yet she still like put in um anything that she had to spare. Um, yeah, so I, like, these are great things to keep in mind um, as we deal with our money, figure out how much to give, um, all of that. So, hmm. okay, 
So why do we give, right? So why, why should we even give away our money? Well, first of all, because God asked us to, and, you know, and we're supposed to follow his commandments. Um, and also just because going back to the fact that, like, it's not ours to begin with. Um, and that's kind of hard to, like, wrap our minds around, you know what I mean? Because it's really easy to fall into that, like, rut of, like, keeping track of our money and, like, being really possessive over it and, like, not wanting to use it for anything other than, like, our own gain. Um, and so, like, a lot of the concepts that we're kind of talking about today are things that I kind of learned in a, um, like, a personal money management course, like, last summer. Um, it was, like, a Christian personal money management course. And, like, when I started kind of looking at all of this, like, okay, it's God's money, so, like, what do we do with God's money? It, like, just changed everything that I kind of thought, like, how I kind of, like, approached, like, money in general, and it's really easy to forget it, too, um, but trying to just, like, I don't know, remember that concept can help us a lot, um, so when we are giving and generous with our money, this breaks the power that it has over us, so this is interesting, too, another thing that I learned, like, we can we can hold on really tightly to our money and to our possessions, um, but as soon as we start to like give it away, it doesn't. It's almost like it doesn't matter as much to us anymore, you know. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but like, say you like start to be more generous, then it's way easier to like pay for your friend's dinner or to like uh, tithe a little bit more than you usually would because it's like it doesn't seem as big of a deal once you start, like, to be generous, um, so, yeah, so, if it's, like, hard for you to do, if you're, like, well, I I don't know, like, I don't think I can do this, like, I, I need all this, I need to pay for gas, and I need to pay for rent, and I need to, like, buy these things, um, and I need food, and, like, I, all of these things, like, I think that if, even if we start small, like, slowly being generous, and slowly, like, and, like, prayerfully, then we can start to, you know, like, that, that power that money has, um, is broken. Um, and through this, we start to see ourselves as vessels of God to just put his money where it needs to go. Um, anyone have any questions or thoughts so far? Or just things they want to say about maybe how they handle, like, money, or... I kind of wished Andrea was here, because she was the... I was thinking about, like, because she, like, she's married, and she has a kid, and she has, like... Like, they pay, like, they do all the things. So I just uh, wanted to see your input. But do you guys have any thoughts? Because most people have jobs. Is there I certain would say, way? like, I feel like whenever we're, like, more willing to give our money and stuff, like, God definitely blesses us mm. more through that and stuff. Like, he realizes that we're, like, giving more and stuff. And I just feel like there's a lot more blessings that come toward us with that. Yeah. For sure. Did you have something? Yeah, I'm trying to formulate it. Um, so I did, last weekend for my church, I did announcements. And basically, I spoke over tithing. And the way that the script, so my, my pastor wrote the script so that, you know, I could read it and mm-hmm. get the basic idea. How he put it is, so... Basically, I grew up in my church, and the church has always been there for me. And basically, now that I have a job, I'm able to give back to that same organization mm. that has been there for me since I was a kid. Mm. 
kid. Yeah. So as we tithe and as we give, we are giving back to the same organization that gave so much to us. Mm. Specifically with tithing like within the church. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool perspective on that. Yeah. Because you always think of tithing of just giving money. It's not. It's yeah. investing into the kingdom. Yeah. Into everybody around you. For sure. Cool. It's kind of like the same concept as like you know that, like, your parents do so much to, like, you know, like, when you're young, to, like, get you, like, to, like, help grow you up. So then, and, like, then we know, like, when our parents get old, we'll probably take care of them, you know. It's, like, that whole, like, effect. Like, the church takes care of you when you're young and, like, does things for you. And then as you get older, when you have the means, you can give back. Um, That also ties into, like, giving prayerfully because, Mm -hmm. like, you want to give somewhere where you feel God's asking you to give. Yeah. Because if you go to a church, like, once a month, and you don't feel like giving to them, but then there's some small church that's just being built over in your town, and you feel like that's going to be an amazing place, then you can give to them. Like, yeah. It's just wherever God's calling you. It's not. It doesn't have to be a certain place. Yes. And it's important that you know that he, he wants you to give to that place. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, something that I've been thinking about recently is, um, so obviously, like, I go to Village, but also in Arizona, I go to another church, and they're, like, right now, they're trying to, like, raise a lot of money to um, buy a new, like, to get a new church campus, because they're, like, growing, like, rapidly, and it's, like, super cool to watch, and so initially, I was like, well, when I'm at, when I'm home in the summer, I'll, like, give to Village, and, like, when I'm at school, I'll give to the other church, but now I'm thinking, like, I could just, like, split it, like, half and half. Like, there's so much, like, we can do online giving, so, like, what, it would be, like, they need help anyways, like, buying their new campus, so, like, but I'd never really thought of that before, to, like, split my tithe between, like, two churches, but, like, that's okay. Like, it's all going to, like, further the kingdom. Um, that kind of dovetails with what Bethany said, and I just, I guess, reiterating it, I do think it's important to give where you do feel like to give. Mm-hmm. personally tied to a missionary organization because I really believe in what they're doing mm-hmm. and they have a really big impact on my life. So just like me personally, I feel led to tie to them and to give to them. Yeah. And it just blesses them in a different way. And I know like those people I know people here personally too, but it's just a different that's just where I feel yeah yeah and sometimes it changes too right like for a season I'll give here for a season I'll give here for a season I'll go to both of these places and also I think like I think when I was maybe like in middle school or high school my mom would tell me like she's like you know if you don't want to tithe to like an organization or a church like you could also set aside money to like help individuals that you know right so like maybe part of your tithe is like money you have set aside for like when people come into your life or like people like a friend or something that, like, mentions something about not having enough money for gas or not having enough money to get groceries, you can be like, oh, let me help you. Or, you know. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to say about that? Those are all really good. Um, well, I don't have too much more to say, but I guess there's a couple questions we can ask ourselves when we're trying to decide like what we're what we're going to do with our money even when it comes to like should I buy this car this car should I rent this apartment or this apartment should I 
buy the smaller couch or the bigger couch, you know? All of these money decisions can all come down to um, these kind of three questions, which, well, probably more questions than this, but these are the ones I was kind of thinking about. Um, is this glorifying to God? Is this going to help further the kingdom? And will this help or hinder my ministry? Um, and these are really applicable, like, to anything. Because, like, even if you think about decisions like like the car one. Okay, it's like, should I buy this five-seat car or should I buy the, like, seven-seat car? One's a little bit more expensive than the other. Well, like, do I want to, like, be able to, like, transport a lot of people? Or, like, is that a need for me? Like... Am I picking up people to take them to church? Like, do I need more seats? Like, or do I need to have a car that has better gas mileage so that I can give more? You know, like, there's, I, like, there's, even with those things in life that seem like they're not really related to God, like, related to the Lord, um, they are. Like, all these money decisions are since we're deciding how to use God's money. Um, yeah, so... I just say those. Is this going to find to God? Will it help to further the kingdom? And will this help or hinder my ministry? And money can be complicated and confusing and, like, stressful, especially when we don't have enough. Um, but I guess I would just encourage you guys to um, always be, like, prayerful about it and know that, like, God does have a provision and he does provide um, and the church is also, like, church also provides. Um, so yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say? Or, like, any other comments about giving or money or anything of the sort? Well, that was very short, but right, I don't know how Riley does it because she really stands up here for like an hour and yeah. she just spits facts the whole time. Well, sometimes we start like talking a lot, but that's true. She goes, that's her job. That's her job. Yeah, it's amazing. Truly. You're teaching next week, right? Yeah, I teach. You're going to teach on? Yeah, um, mental health. Ooh. Depression. 